you might be thinking, it's a bit weird to start the new year on an Old Testament passage. I want to share with you, I, I had a colleague who never preached from the Old Testament. Um, he, he had some concerns about preaching from the Old Testament. And I didn't challenge him on it, but we were having a, a friendly discussion. And it was a friendly discussion about it. He said to me, we are so far removed. That's what he said. We are so far removed. We're so far away from the Old Testament. We cannot possibly, possibly understand it. And I said to him, okay. Yes, technically, you're right. But my goal is not to understand it. My goal is to have God reveal. You with me, church? You see, the Old Testament has all this mystery about it. Things that we don't fully comprehend, that we don't fully understand. Now, those of you who have heard my sermons in the past, you might be thinking, Oh, Esteban, you know, you talk about Hebrew and Greek and all this other stuff. How are we meant to understand all of this? How are we going to open our own Bibles? Well, I want to tell you this. Before the Greek and the Hebrew and everything else, I had revelation. (laughs) We have revelation. We believe in God being able to open up His Word to us so that we can understand it, perceive it, and then internalize it. And in this, there is power. In this, there is freedom. In this, there is hope. And as Barry said before, not hope that is transient and passes, but hope that is permanent, that is sure, that is fixed on something that we can pin our ideas and desires onto and then say, God is at work here. And that's why I wanted to preach from the Old Testament for you on New Year's Day. Because I wanted to remind you all that whether this is your regular place of worship or whether you're listening online or whether you go somewhere else and you're traveling, you're engaging in in ministry beyond here. God is at work and is able to reveal into your lives. And that is a wonderful, wonderful and blessed thing. So let us begin with a word of prayer and ask God's word of revelation to be at work in us. Father, we thank you that you are here, that you love us, that you speak to us and through us. Help us understand your love. Help us understand your presence deeply, keenly, this beautiful day, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So he says in the book of Isaiah, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Am I making a way? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I want to give you a little bit of context to this. You see, Isaiah is preaching in a time of hopelessness, a time of wars and rumors of wars, a time of poverty, a time where people's freedoms are being threatened. Does that sound familiar? Don't get me wrong, we live in a good time. We live in a good time. But we need to be aware of the fact that sometimes God's message is relevant because it is speaking to a time that we can relate to, that we can connect with, that we can then hear those same words of hope coming. 
because they spoke to that season and this season is so similar, we can get those words and have them for us and for our hope. There are two kinds of new, aren't there? There is the new when something is actually new, fresh, completely unexperienced before, if you will. Yeah? Like, for example, if you go to the garden and there's a, a new fruit there when there was no fruit there before, that's one form of new, is it not? But then again, at the same time, if your neighbor looks over the fence and sees that you have a tree there, well, obviously the tree is not new because it's been around long enough to grow into a tree. Yet we say, it's my new tree. <laughs> Do we not? It's new to me. It's a new perception. And this is part of what we need to understand about God's revelation. You see, God's revelation is new every day. That doesn't mean that, oh, God's going to say something weird today. He hasn't said this before. Everybody look out. No, no, no. It means that what he's saying may be new to me, but it may be old to you. It may be new to my kids, but Lord knows it's not new to me. <laughs> They're discovering first generation video games, aren't they? I love it. And they'll say to me, Papi, did you finish this game? And I'll say, no, my brother did. <laughs> He was the whiz of the video games. But I know it. And yet I love seeing the way how for them they experience it as if it was something new. It is something completely different, a new experience. And I get to live that as I lived it with my brother. I get to live it with my children now. And it becomes in itself a new experience for me as a result. I've preached a lot this last year with you about how we know how to evangelize. We know how to share the gospel. We know how to share the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. But that also it's not because we've been lazy or reticent or fearful that we haven't been able to do that. But because we are living in a world where we need to preach it anew. Where we need to be prepared for that revelation to be a new kind of revelation for those we are sharing that love with. And sharing that love in context that maybe we might find challenging and where we might find new experiences. This is the context I read Isaiah's words in. Let me share them with you again. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past, for I am doing a new thing. The gospel, dear friends, is not something that we take away and once a year wash it, hang it out to dry, and hope that we can impress others with how clean we've made it look anew. No. The gospel is the same. His love is the same. Yesterday, today, 
and forever. Dear friends, I read the testimonies in the New Testament. I read the testimonies of the likes of Spurgeon 200 years ago. I read the testimonies of the likes of people 100 years ago. I I remember uh, hearing stories my mom shared about Billy Graham and the great work that they were doing in Latin America. And I'm always amazed and astounded that you still hear the same stories even today. Because that revelation from back then, whether it was 2,000 years ago, 500 years ago, 200 years ago, 50 years ago, or last year, is a revelation of something new, but not completely revolutionized and overturned. It is that same revelation. We have just been experiencing that in new ways. God says He's doing a new thing. And He's asking us. It springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness. Streams in the wasteland. Later in the book of Isaiah, He's speaking to a distressed Israel. And in their distress, Israel is saying, God, what are you doing? You have abandoned us. Friends, we hear this in the church all the time nowadays. It seems to be the mission statement of the 21st century church. God has abandoned us, so we've got to figure out clever new ways of trying to preach the gospel. I want to tell you that is not what I see. That is not what I experience in His Word. Instead, I tell you, That in my distress I call out to the Lord and these words are the words that I'm comforted by. And I want to share them with you so they may comfort you as well. God says, I will extend peace to Zion like a river and the wealth of nations like a flooding stream. You will nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. And you will be comforted over Jerusalem. It may be that this year began with us praying for loved ones. Praying for situations that we feel maybe are out of our control. I hope that these words comfort you. Because God is with us in our distress. You see, part of the new revelation that has to come is that we are not alone. (laughs) Is that there are many churches out there, there are many Christians out there, there are many individuals out there who are longing to see God's love personified, to see God's, to experience God's power and passion and presence. And rather than sitting with them and saying, oh yes, wouldn't it be nice? I want to say, okay, let's go. Come on. Let's go do the red frogs at schoolies. You want to see God's prayer and presence? Let's go. Let's go to the nursing home. Let's go and pray for people in the nursing home. You want to see God's power and presence? Let's go. Let's go to the school. Let's come over here for Anzac Day and talk to the soldiers who have experienced battle and loss. Let us experience Christ in unexpected places. And where we feel challenged, stretched out, 
let us remember God promises to comfort us. In Portuguese, the language of our Brazilian community, we have the word for challenge is desafio. It means to unravel. Because when you are challenged, it's like everything that was bound up and connected suddenly becomes unraveled and pulled out. Friends, there is vulnerability in challenge. And in that vulnerability, we need to remember that the only one who can be our comfort has to be Christ our Lord. In 2 Corinthians, the apostle says, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. Thank you, Kimmy. This is not a new revelation, is it? Christ came, Christ lived, Christ died, but Christ is here still. That's why today I wanted to curate for you a service that brought that Easter message home because last night with fireworks and with celebration, we put down the old, did we not? This morning we have an opportunity to pick up the new. But what kind of new are we picking up? Is it the same new that we've always picked up beforehand? Because it may be new from my perspective, but everyone else will be looking at me and saying, there's nothing new here. In Christ, dear friends, we are new creations. And that which was old, that which held us back, that which put us in that place where our vulnerability maybe made it too hard for us to be desafiados, to be challenged. That needs to go. God is calling people to our local area. Families. Young people. Retirees. People who cannot afford to live in their home cities. Brisbane, Logan, Beanley, Gold Coast, Sydney, Melbourne. And yet they can afford to live here. And they come here not knowing anyone with no family, no connection. No community. I am challenged by that. And I hope you are too. My response to that challenge, to that desafio, is to sing a new song. Not a new song that has new words and new notes but a song that expresses this new revelation. In Isaiah 42, the prophet says, Sing to God a brand new song. Sing His praises all over the world. Join in with the sea and its fish and give a round of applause. With all the far-flung islands joining in, let the desert and its camps raise a tune calling in the nomads out of the desert to join in 
and the villages to come and round up choirs and perform on the tops of the highest mountains. Make God's glory resound. Echo His praises from coast to coast. We may not have the best understanding of theology. We may not know lots and lots of scripture by heart. But we can know the love of Christ. We can share that. And maybe today this is a revelation for you. It's a new revelation for you. If so, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Because the greatest gospel there is, is the gospel of love. And I want for 2023 to be a year in which we share that gospel. Not where we preach judgment and condemnation, hopelessness and despair. But instead that Christ is love. And His love is here. Amen? Yes, here in this building. But also here. In each of our hearts. And it's something that we can each of us express. So I invite you to close your eyes as we pray and commit this time we've shared together to the Lord. Lord, may your love compel us. May it be a new revelation for us to share. May it not stop at these four walls, but instead be poured out as a sweet balm For those who are wounded and hurt. As nourishment for those who are hungry and thirsty. As healing, Father God. For the broken hearted. May we continue to experience new revelations. To be challenged. To experience this desafio, Father God. Anew every day. Lord, this 2023 has 365 days. We've crossed off the first one. We ask that you be with us for the rest. So we pray this in your son's name. Amen. I'm going to invite uh, the communion stewards to come forward as we prepare for Holy Communion.